Hello and welcome to episode 20 of the Little Chapters podcast. I'm Kate. And I'm Jess. I wasn't expecting you to say that, so you... <laughs> oh, sorry. We've never, quite, we've never quite nailed the intro, have we? No, I keep, I keep trying, but <laughs> we've, we've mixed it up too many times, it's I think. It's not you, I think it's, it's both of us, yeah. But, you know, as everyone will... Well, as you'll gather from the title of the episode, this is our very last one. And I have music. Okay. Hang on. Oh. So I've got the exact right place. <laughs> it's like on a YouTube. surprise party. And you've got... <laughs> we needed music. You ready? <laughs> yeah. Didn't go and see the Spice Girls the other week at all. <laughs> Were you in the crowd going, hmm, this would be, this is a really good metaphor for the podcast ending? No, no, it wasn't until, um, I think it was like yesterday, I thought, do you know what? I think we should have some music for the very last episode. Oh. And then um, a YouTube binge commenced. <laughs> I, do, I do have a couple more that I, I may pepper the episode with. <laughs> Like so, a, like a musical, yeah. We just exactly. burst into song. Exactly. One of them is from a musical. Oh. All right. Well, let's leave it as a yeah, no spoilers. Um, let's leave it God. as a surprise. No, no spoilers. <laughs> no spoilers. But no, this is this is our last episode. What are we titling it? The end. The end. Letting go of projects. Yeah, that was the title. Wasn't that was it? the title. So I think I mean maybe we should talk a little bit about why this is going to be the last episode rather than have people <laughs> speculate that we hate each other now <laughs> or I don't know but yeah we decided that it kind of felt like time didn't it for various reasons I think both kind of just reasons nothing to do with the podcast just in terms of like you going really deep with your writing work and me kind of reassessing where I want to push my business to and that kind of yeah the the poor little podcast was kind of left at sea amongst those two things yeah I think we wanted to go out on a high didn't we Mm. I think we did what are we 20 episodes in 20 episodes in we never really knew what it was going to be when we started it it was always a hey why fun to do a podcast Mm. (laughs) why don't we give that a go and it's been really fun and yeah it just it felt time I like the analogy that you gave it when you said um we can do a Gavin and Stacey and go on a high and maybe come back for a few Christmas (laughs) Christmas special in a decade's time (laughs) but yeah and I think that's important I think that for creative projects in general that either you cut it in its prime and let it live on like that or you have to really put the work in to continue to reinvent it and keep moving it forwards and I think that if we'd done that it would have moved away too far from what we initially intended it to be which was just this kind of experiment where we were both going to just talk about stuff and see whether people liked listening to us. No exactly it was wasn't it it was it was always supposed to be a bit of an experiment and what I mean what I find really interesting about this and it's 
one of the reasons I'm most proud of what we're doing is it's been a huge success. So stereotypically, and you know, in accordance with all those should do's, which is what we talk about quite a lot, we should be carrying this on. This mm. should not, this should just be the beginning of it. We should be doing a book. <laughs> yeah, we should be doing a book. We should be doing, you know, live events, all different kinds of, of stuff. A course. <laughs> God, there's so much that we, we could potentially do with it. I mean, yeah, you know, last week was what three three and a half thousand downloads last week so it's by no means been a, a tiny little podcast mm. venture it's you know it's done really really well and yet we still feel like we want to let it go and I, I do feel really proud that we've we've given ourselves permission to to do that to to do what you know to tune into that intuition and do what feels right for us as opposed to hey this mm. is you know this is really working we could we could do a lot with this let's carry on because yeah. it's doing well and and for that to be the only reason exactly. as well exactly for that to be the only reason yeah it, it feels it almost feels quite brave actually that we've that we've done that and a lot of people would probably think we were quite stupid <laughs> <laughs> but yeah and it's that wanting what you want Allowing yourself to want what you want. Yeah, and accepting that and that it feels so much more freeing to feel really at home and totally accepting of, like, I just didn't, well, we didn't want that, you know, push it into being more of a business. We wanted it to to be what it was supposed to be and to kind of live on. in the spirit that it was in which it was kind of conceived and that feels a lot less stressful or things than trying to push it into something that we didn't really want it to be and it feels like if we if we kind of treat the podcast as a body of work it's letting it's letting that breathe and just kind of exist in and of itself rather than trying to make it trying to make it a thing does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, I know it makes <laughs> sense. And it, it's that dragging things out as well, isn't it? I think there's a lot to be said for creating something, appreciating it for what it was, and then letting it go. Mm. Like Fleabag. Like Fleabag. Black. Fleabag. 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 Two seasons. Done. Yeah. My very outdated Gavin and Stacey <laughs> reference from 12 years ago. But yeah, they were three seasons and done. And now everybody still absolutely blooming loves Gavin and Stacey whereas I don't I never watched it do you not I've never seen well so then I can't really say if I like it or not I'm not a big James Corden fan it's not very James Corden it's Is it very not? it's very early James Corden and I think Ruth Jones reigns him in a lot <laughs> uh, maybe I would like it then no I've, I've, maybe I should give it a go I'm judging it before I've mm. actually um watched it but I'm not a, a fan as such well and maybe you don't have the nostalgia around it now Oh, like, maybe I think that's maybe it's, that's quite a lot of it now. Maybe that's it's a lot power. of nostalgia. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> anyway. Over <laughs> Sitcoms the aside. <laughs> I, I really want to know what your... Because we're, we're carrying on for our last episode in the spirit of the letting go theme. Mm-hmm. What are you like with letting go of stuff? Podcast and podcast aside, just in general. I feel like I'm not allowed for a very long time. Um that you know there'll be something that maybe doesn't feel right or that I kind of 
resent doing it or something like that but I feel like I'm not allowed I'm not the one in charge I'm not allowed to stop doing it until something will click whether that is actually somebody else saying hey why don't you just not do that or sometimes just realizing oh yeah I I am the boss (laughs) I'm the one who decides this but something it something will just click and then once it clicks that thing is like dead to me (laughs) not in a horrible way but it just it no longer hangs on me once the decision's made it's done it I don't kind of revisit it and that's usually how I know it's the right decision because there's no kind of mourning or sort of worries about whether it's the right thing it's just like bosh that's so that makes so much sense in how this came about as well because I feel like I'm the one that was well I was the one to say it out loud mm. and then you then then you said oh, oh my also, god yes <laughs> you're like I'm so relieved yeah so that that mirrors that mm. completely is the this letting go of this podcast is the the perfect example the not being allowed thing is worth unpicking. I wonder why. <laughs> why do you not feel like you're, you're allowed to be the one oh, to I don't think say, I'm allowed to do anything. Or to, you know, take control of anything. <laughs> yeah, I think it, it's just that kind of hangover from, you know, being the A-plus student who does everything by the book. By the book. Oh God, I'm putting L's into everything. You drunk. (laughs) Drunk on cherry squash. Yeah, just being the one who does everything by the book and never wants to kind of disappoint and just kind of follows the rules and all that sort of thing. That's, yeah, I guess it kind of lends itself to that. And especially when there's other people involved. And I don't even mean just you as my co-host, but also the listeners as well. When there's other people there, I very naturally give what they need preferential treatment to what I need or what I perceive that they need. And we've both said that. We've both we both said that it's the listeners that we're worried about yeah. because people have enjoyed the podcast so much. There's been such a big community around it. So I think we've both felt accountable. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that and that was the thing that I was like I remember just you you kind of see people tagging the episode or things like that which is amazing but it was kind of getting to a point where I was like wow we can never stop this (laughs) this has got to be a part of our life now forever because people need it and and that started to feel I don't know it just like the motivation had slightly shifted and that I was worrying too much about what everybody else was getting out of it rather than is this doing what we needed it to do when we set it up for ourselves as a creative project. Yeah. I like seeing everyone tag it. Yeah. I and, think and I, was... dealt, I dealt with that side of things probably better than you did. I saw it as like, oh, yeah, I got more joy out of that as opposed to claustrophobia. Mm. Well, and like, no offense, guys, I get that with everything. <laughs> it's not just you. And because, yeah, it is, it's a really. It has, and it always has been a really lovely thing to see. And I'm so, so thrilled that people have taken the podcast to their hearts. But, and it's probably symptomatic of the fact that it was starting to get a little bit out of our control and away from its kind of primary reason for us doing it was that that started to move from, yay, people love it, to, oh God, I've got to keep up with people's expectations now. Yeah, it it sort of it started out as a hey let's let's do this and see where it goes and then 
grew arms and legs. Mm. But it's interesting, isn't it, that that we didn't want it to necessarily go that way as such. Because most people would would want that. Mm. And you know, when when you start in new things, new projects. I mean, think of relationships, for example. When you you get together with someone new. And you don't, you, know, you don't know where it's going, you don't know what's going to happen. And then all of a sudden it starts working. Mm. But for some reason, it's not what you want. I think it's, it's I, I used to do this. You'd, <laughs> stay, you'd just stay in a relationship for the sake of it. Because it, it, you know, it was working mm. on the surface, even though something inside you wasn't quite right. I'm, I'm really bad at letting go, which, mm. well... I shouldn't be because you know minimalist yeah. living minimalism lifestyle yeah. how does that work it's it's deep in my roots that I I struggle to let go I'm a clinger honor I, I hang on to things until I shouldn't anymore I'll give you an example it's a horsey example but the the metaphors there um I had a I had a horse once one of <laughs> They bless her, die. Um, and she, I, what I wanted to do was compete, and I wanted to get back in the ring. I'd had a break because competition life had just got too much for me with the pressure and everything. And then I got back into riding. We we bought this young horse, die, and she was she was the complete wrong horse for me. She was really naughty to start with. She was really thoroughbred. So a bit like a mm. like a race horse as opposed to um you know, like a little cart horse pony, mm. which is what I've got now. Um and she was really high maintenance and we didn't gel, we weren't right for each other. I wanted to go to the shows and flounce around the ring and have a lovely time and take a picnic and enjoy the day with my mom and bring home some reds. And she did not want to show, she did not want to do the work, she was really naughty. And instead of thinking this isn't the right horse for me. I need a different horse. I, you know, I battled on with it for two years. Gosh. Two years. And horses aren't cheap. So while you're doing that, you know, you're pouring all the money into it. You're pouring all your time and energy into it. You both, you know, your most precious resources. And I would not let it go. And it, I remember the day that I decided to let it go. It was quite traumatic it was hammering it down with rain like thunderstorms mm. and I was I'm really dedicated when I'm riding and competing so I was I was you know riding in the rain and practicing and she bolted and I ended up falling off mm. and usually as I've always been taught from being little you, you, when you fall off you get back on the horse and I just thought that's it mm. like I you know I'm, I'm done and I remember crying my eyes out going home Phoning my mom and saying, "Mom, I'm done with die. I can't. I can't do this anymore. I need a horse that that wants to do it, so that we can enjoy it. Because it's costing too much time and money." And my mom was so disappointed about it. And I, that's probably why I struggle to let go, is because I've always been pushed to like, you know, don't quit, carry mm. on. Um, and she she was fine with it in the end. And then we did let go. Die. Don't worry, it ends it ends well. <laughs> I, I went to live with a new a new girl, Charlotte, who they're very happy together because they both want the same things. Mm. They don't want to be at the, you know, top level shows and doing all that hard training. So she's fine because she's now in the right place. And then Teddy came along. Teddy came into my life. And if no one knows who Teddy is, like the love of my life, the horse. Um <laughs> and he was the right one for me. 
And then, you know, we went on to a Horse of the Year show together and ended up in a Horse of the Year show championship. So it all worked out in the end. But it had, I had to let go in order for it to work out. Mm. I had to let go of what wasn't necessarily working. So yeah, mm. I've always struggled to let go. But, and this is, a, this is a very new realization for me that I struggle to let go. So my inclination with the podcast would be to carry on, don't quit, keep going, don't let go. Um, so yeah, I'm feeling quite proud of myself for, mm. for recognizing it. But again, I've talked about this before. That's why minimalism and living with more intention and having more awareness has been such a gift to me because it, it it's a giant permission slip for me to be able to let go of something when it isn't working for me anymore, whether that be because it's not serving me or because it's not adding any value or any other reason. I mean, this is another thing that I have. Do we need a reason mm. to have to let go? Yeah, interesting. Well, I just want to ask you quickly as well. So do you find it now that getting rid of physical stuff is much easier than getting rid of the intangibles? A hundred percent easier. Mm. Yeah. And I used to be a hoarder as well. But for some reason, I mean, I, I think it's like a muscle. I think the act of of letting go is a muscle. And the more you do it, the easier it gets. But it is necessary. And I think that, I don't know if there's something to do with our lives getting busier, more opportunities coming our way, more people on the planet, you know, consumerism, I just don't know how much further that can go. It's in such a state. I think we're starting to wise up to the fact that we can't do or have everything mm. and that we're gonna we can do I mean I, I'm op- an optimist so you know within reason depending on your circumstances I think that we're capable of having pretty much what we want if we go after it but we can't have it all well and it's refining can't do everything that. yeah it's I remember in I think it was a podcast episode with Amber Ray. I think she said it in like every podcast episode, but she told a story of Elizabeth Gilbert who said that it's not just saying no to the things you don't want to do so you can have the the stuff that you really want. It's saying no to things that you do want, but you just don't want as much. I think that's probably an example of this is is kind of that, yeah, we could, could have kind of carried on and, and had it all, but would it, it all have been of the quality that we wanted it to be and would our lives have been the quality that we wanted it to be? I think that's a really good example to sum up this because Mm. both of us have really enjoyed it. Yeah. It's something that we could have quite happily carried on and had part of our ecosystems of what we produce, but was it, is it the thing that, we want the most and for you that's your writing and your books plural that you're going to have in the world and for me it's sharing ideas about different ways to do business and really actually taking my business to a bigger place and that is the thing that excites me the most and actually like I kind of said at the beginning with those are two we've both over the last couple of months really clarified our visions for what we want from our work and it was kind of like where does the podcast really fit into that how can we make 
that still be a, as good and as valuable part of our lives and as much, and other people's lives while still having this new sort of clarified vision and I think that's the kind of thing for projects in general and creative projects in general is when nothing is just set nothing just sits there and kind of bubbles along like when there are other shifts going along going on in your life what happens to the project you know it's not just there carrying on it's got to react to the other things in your life as well yeah (laughs) but so yeah let's go back to what you said about do we even need a reason oh yeah you didn't answer the question do you think we need do you think people need a reason to to let go of things where do you stand on that i mean I guess it's who are you giving the reason to? Who needs the reason? Do you need a reason for yourself or do you need a reason to justify it to the outside world? Because sometimes having a reason for yourself can be the thing that helps you to do the thing you need to do. Whereas if you're just, if you're already certain in yourself, but you feel the need to justify it to another, maybe you don't. Where do you sit? Do you need reasons for yourself or for others? Myself, I think. Actually, I think I'm myself as well. I don't think I don't feel the need to justify things, decisions, letting goes to others as much as I need to justify them to myself. But I'm thinking I'm a questioner in terms of the Gretchen Rubin mm. four tendencies. So justifying things is very important to me. Okay. So I expected you to say that you need to justify things to other people Mm. so you surprised me with that answer yeah I think it's it's more like that's what drives that would have my obliger tendency would have made me carry on with the podcast yeah we should unpick that so just in terms of the four tendencies I don't know have we talked about it before I'm sure that we have probably if we haven't (laughs) it's it's not like the Myers-Briggs personality Mm. test but it's a form of a personality test isn't it and yeah. it's Gretchen Rubens who is was she a happiness expert a habits expert yeah yeah she's great anyway I really love her stuff she's got really good books four tendencies and something about happier habits I can't remember anyway she has a quiz on her on her website that you can do as to which of the four tendencies you are and the idea is that when you know which you are you can not manipulate yourself, but coax yourself into developing habits using the tools that she gives you. Is mm. that right? I think so, more or less. Yeah, yeah it's. Um, I'm just trying to get the four tendencies. Up it's now. a good quiz to do. Yeah, it's a really good one because you really you do really start to see things in yourself. So it kind of posits that it's about the way that we're motivated, and that you're either a questioner, so you resist outer expectations and meet inner expectations. You're a rebel, so you resist both. You're an upholder, so you meet outer expectations and inner expectations or you're an obliger where you meet outer expectations but resist your inner expectations did you just google that or is that from memory i googled that oh my gosh i was thinking (laughs) i'm a big fan of the thought tendency i googled it (laughs) well done you're straight on that for us kate thank you So you're an obliger and I'm a questioner. Yeah, so we're actually kind of the opposite in that way because you you meet inner expectations, I resist inner expectations and I'm I kind of am more I'm motivated by the expectations of others to get me done, so get things done even. So deadlines, uh, accountability is all a big thing that I need 
I don't I don't know how how does that show up for you? I can't even imagine how that how you get motivated. I hate accountability. Absolutely hate it. I have to justify it. So I have to think about what it is that I want and why and then how I'm going to achieve it. So habits wise, I will write every single day because I know that I want to write. And I know that in you know, in order to be a writer, I need to write so that's a habit that I need to develop and that's how I'm motivated by it. Accountability would just freak me out. Yeah, see, and see, that's so interesting because I honestly cannot imagine just sitting down every day to do something just because I wanted to do it. Like when I have a blog post or something I need to get up, I'll do it like two days before when I really, when I've got the kind of accountability of knowing that I say it goes out on that day so it needs to go out that day. So yeah, it's just it's just so interesting the way that that works. Yeah. It's fascinating to know how different we all are because when I set a boundary like that for myself, I like to push it. And yeah. if I can't justify why, you know, I'll start thinking, well, well, why do I need to blog every week? Just because I've said I'm going to. No, I don't. And that you, if anyone who follows my work will notice that I, I don't really. And I've also I've decided even that with my what was a weekly letter that I sent out to email subscribers I've, I've told everyone now that I'm not gonna do that anymore because it feels too much like school mm. and I don't you know big thing for me is freedom and I want to feel free but I also want everyone who interacts with my work to feel free which is another reason I'm focusing on ebooks because there's no pressure people can buy one of my ebooks they can read it at their own pace if they want when they want I don't have to be involved. They don't have to show up for anything. It all all sits better mm. for me. Yeah. The accountability stuff just doesn't really work for me that well. But can you believe I'm married to a rebel? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those quizzes that you'll get everyone that you know to do it. So that you can work them out. It's like the love language one that we talked about as well. Um, yeah, Joseph Rebel. So there's, but it's useful to know because mm. I know that there's no point putting pressure on him and say, you know, anything to do with work or if we want to book a holiday. There's no point saying to him, right, you need to do this, and I expect you to have found, you know, five possible destinations we're going to go to on holiday by next week. If I said that to him, he won't do it. He'll rebel against it. Mm. So you just can't, you just have to like let them get on with their own thing and they'll do what they want in their own time. <laughs> Even Gretchen Rubin doesn't really have advice for rebels. They're, they're impossible people. It's probably why he loves working for himself. Mm. It's his only option. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how they exist. <laughs> I know. It's so sporadic. It, it's just so random with things, but he can only make motivate himself. Nobody can can motivate and he'll give himself a free pass on anything he wants to i'm much more regimented and, mm. and justified rebels are free the freest of spirits i would say uh, yeah so we're talking about the whether we needed to justify things to ourselves or to others and so i think that with the podcast the obliger part of me would have resisted the inner expectation of that justification to myself and kind of gone oh yeah I just I need to carry on because that's what people are expecting and it's like not even an option to consider this and kind of push down the 
the inner expectation. I think you kind of saying, like putting the question out there of whether we should continue with it kind of took that away. <laughs> I did you a favour. Yeah, you did me a massive favour. Kind of took that away because I, I could then oblige you <laughs> rather than anybody else. But I think that it's kind of like a double-layered thing. Like I'm a, I'm justifying it to myself, but in so doing, justify it so that I could justify it to others, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like it's not that it's kind of, it's my inner expectation. I just need to make sure that I can do it. It's like I need to make sure that I feel right so that I can therefore justify it should I have to. But I don't, I also don't feel the need to kind of go to every single person and be like, we're stopping the podcast because of this. <laughs> no, no. We do, I think, obviously I think, because it's one of my core beliefs that we we do all need to give ourselves permission to let go of more. Mm. I think it's inevitable now with how how much stuff makes up our lives. And it's, you know, especially, well, not especially, but as an example, if, if you're wanting to build a, a business of your own, then there's all sorts of decisions to be be made with that with regard to should do's and letting go of things. Not even if they're not working, you know, you don't, they don't even have, they could be successful. That's what I'm trying to say. Mm. But if, if it's not right, and it's, I think it's more of a, a feeling. If it doesn't feel right, it's okay to to let go of that. It's okay to to give yourself permission to to want what you want. Yeah, and it is so intuitive because, like that Amber Ray example, like it can be things that you you want objectively. Like it can be a thing that's successful that you you don't hate doing that you you quite enjoy, but it's not in the top five, or it's not there's just something about it that you can't put your finger on and I seem to be having a lot of conversations at the moment about things you can't put your finger on there's just I think something in the air that we need to yeah tune into that feeling because on paper there are things you wouldn't let go of but in that on paper isn't how you have to live your life you know no absolutely not and you're right about the the top five that's a good way of thinking about it because I I just don't think that we can have it all. I don't think that we can have everything, and I think that we the more that we do have, the more we dilute the yeah. quality of something, and the less attention we're able to spend on that thing. I was talking about this with my friend my friend Kate. Um, Canada Kate, Kate, Kate Flanders, for <laughs> anyone who doesn't call her Canada Kate. If, if you don't know of, of Kate's work, it's it's incredible. She writes a lot. Well, she wrote a book about a shopping ban. She writes about minimalism and, you know, slowing down. And she was in the UK recently and she came to stay with us for a few nights. And we were, she's a bit like me and, you know, she likes to philosophize over things. So we're having this conversation about slowing down life and minimalism and what it means to us and how we can implement it. And I, I said to her, um, life is a series of choices and trade-offs and letting goes. And she was like, you need to write that down. You need to, you need to write that down, Jess. What did you just say? <laughs> write that down. Like, oh my God, what did I say? Anyway, um, I did write it down. If you're listening, Kate, yeah. It's written down. It's there. <laughs> it's now out in the world. But I do, I do, I do believe that. I think that is how 
how we move through life. And I've, I've talked about it a little bit in the friendship episode, but there are, you know, I'm obsessed with the, the passing of time and that things come into our lives and then they leave. And that's the way that it should be. Mm. I don't think we, you know, we, I have this tendency to hang on to things because I think that consistency is good, consistency is safe, and it can feel scary to let go and start something new. Mm. But in doing that, I think that stopped me moving through life before. It's kept me still. I'm Mm. not moving forwards. I'm just in this position of stress and not moving forwards I'm just static and that's not that's not helpful in order to move forwards I do think that you have to be willing to make trade-offs and let go of things Mm. it can be a really freeing thing I'm thinking about sound of music now (laughs) because there's a point in the sound of music where it's the reverend mother isn't it and she says to Maria what is it Somewhere. I was going to say, I'm going to be really impressed if you could just quote Oh my this. gosh, I really should know this because my mom used to make me and my sister dress up as nuns <laughs> and we used to act out the sound of music when I was a kid. I was always Gretel, mom had to be Maria. She says, what, somewhere, when the door, when the Lord shuts a door, somewhere he opens a window. Opens a window. Yeah. That's right. And, uh, you know, that's a big statement. But it, when you let go of something, yes, it's the ending of something. And that can be quite sad and it can feel quite scary because it's anxiety inducing when we don't know what's next. It's the fear of the unknown. But it's also a really exciting new beginning. Mm. So it might be that, yes, you know, you're letting go of something, but the sooner you let go of it, the sooner the right thing is going to come your way. Mm. I think that's a, that's a nice way to... Um, reframe it Mm. for me and that actually reminds me because I've been doing um some tarot over the weekend of course Um, you have just (laughs) just casually but there is a card called the tower which is very like that and it's it's kind of a more negative card because it's kind of of this house on a cliff and there's the lights are all on there's people in there they're like enjoying enjoying the stuff they've been it's the house has been there for hundreds of years but then the sea underneath is like taking away the cliff and that the house is about to tumble into the sea which sounds like it's really bad but actually it's just about starting anew it's about getting rid of everything that there was and just starting fresh and because I've drawn that in a couple of spreads and it's just like that is how I'm feeling generally at the moment of just like appreciating something for what it was but also feeling feeling that sense of starting anew with things and having having a clean place to come from yeah and you can be really exciting how do you mean new can oh, be new. really I said yeah you and I'm like can I <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh okay I'll be exciting (laughs) yeah no it is and I think that I I just that always feels like a really positive kind of card to pull in that way that it's you kind of you see it you're like "Uh oh and then you're like no this is about it's a bit of permission to kind of to want those things that you want more than the things that you've currently got and to take away those things that aren't aren't serving that new kind of vision yes I love that I love that. And I love that you've brought 
your tarot <laughs> laugh into the episode again. Do a greatest hits. This is like, this episode is like a greatest hits of it all is. the other things that we spoke It is, it is. Okay, can we, can we have a little bit more music now? And then I okay. want to ask you about the, the lessons that you've learned. Okay. So long, farewell, I'll be just saying goodnight. I hate to go and leave this pretty sight. <laughs> I love that. I I sing that song quite a lot. Did you really? <laughs> I just realised. I kind of it's one of those things I just kind of get in my head sometimes. Just kind of go around singing it. It's got a lot of like leads into it like you can hear a cuckoo or something and then you start singing it or you say good night and you start singing it um but yeah uh on the sound of music theme i was a nun in a school production no way of the sound of music yeah it was i sang how do you solve a problem like maria oh my gosh yeah. childhood goals Life goals for my mom. <laughs> yeah, so it was quite a high key <laughs> for me in that song. So I'm not sure how successful it was, but uh, yeah, there's a, there's a vision for everyone of me in a habit. <laughs> I'm sure you were a smash hit. It's better than the vision of me in my pillowcase prancing around the bedroom. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Just have the pillowcase on my head. <laughs> But no, so moving on. What has <laughs> what has the little chapters taught you? What are you what lessons are you taking away from it? Oh, this I'd is, like to know. This is so hard. I hate questions like this because I just can't ever think of anything. I think it's done a lot in terms of just kind of clarifying where I feel my kind of zone of genius is, um, where I actually feel most rewarded and fulfilled in terms of the things that I'm talking about and and it's funny because actually it's kind of like I've wanted to double down on more of the business stuff but I'm also finding that through my blog content I'm moving much more to kind of this sort of style where I'm kind of like here's my thoughts on a topic and kind of really going deep with that kind of stuff. I would agree with that. I feel like we've eked that side of you mm. out. I feel like, yeah, the it kind of showed me that the world doesn't end by me showing myself a bit more of myself. And actually, talking of being obligers and things, it's what I think people expect of me isn't necessarily always true and or it's not something I have to worry about as much and that uh, quite often what feels right for me is right for others too and that kind of given me a bit of permission to show that side of myself a bit more and I think generally I mean I don't think this is a little chapters specific lesson but what I'm I'm trying to get to a place in in my work but just in general as well where I don't feel like I have to push for things I feel like I'm being pulled to do things. Like, I don't want things to be a struggle. I don't want to have to be like, hustle, hustle, push, 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 get that thing. I just want to follow where I'm pulled like a magnet and do that work. So that's kind of, yeah, a big thing for me 
in terms of a letting this go but also kind of it started off as something that I was very pulled towards and it's kind of now something that I feel I'm starting to push a bit more because I'm pulled in another direction so don't know if that's a lesson but there's some words (laughs) no I like that I like the push and pull idea I think most of us feel like we should be pushing Mm. you know like that's that's the way it should be the I hate this word but the and I'm doing the air quotes the hustle (laughs) yeah is to push 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 but Mm. it doesn't necessarily always have to be that way but I feel like that's very in line with purpose which is Mm. something that I know you feel passionately about yeah yeah absolutely to do things that your purpose pulls you towards rather than what you think you should want so you kind of are pushing towards this thing that isn't isn't pulling you to it as well yeah the forces are all wrong um but what about you me i was terrified when we first started doing this what this episode or the no not necessarily this one it's a bit shaky because it's the last one but no when we first came to record i remember feeling quite sick yeah the first time we did it we did that four episode batch didn't we it was way back in november and i felt sick sweaty yeah like i was going for a really scary interview Mm. i don't feel like that anymore so it's, it's almost been a bit of exposure therapy for me in that you know what jess you have a voice and it's okay to use it nothing terrible is going to happen it's helped me to process a lot of my thoughts because I've been saying them out loud. Mm. And it's it's validated my voice, actually, mm. is what I would say. And it's been a huge confidence booster for me in terms of speaking, which is the simplest of things, isn't it, to speak? But quite often I've felt like I shouldn't speak or that I don't have anything interesting to say or nobody wants to listen or I'll sound stupid or I'll mess up and it's taken a lot of that away and shown me that there's a joy to be had in having conversations out loud for holding space for conversations and then allowing other people to listen in yeah that that doesn't have to be a really scary thing so I've got that out of it which has been has been huge for Mm. me one lesson that I've I've got is I would be not careful in future but I would be considerate about a work project with a friend because I and I think this is something that isn't talked about enough I think it can be quite a lot of pressure for a friendship when you throw the work Mm. aspect in there as well and I didn't realize that but I do now yeah, I think there was definitely a, a period where it was like all we talked about was the podcast and like, oh God, we've got to find a time to record. When can we fit it in? And it was like, we actually haven't spoken <laughs> just as two people for a while. And it would kind of, yeah. And I think that's a, a thing, yeah, to take into account to set those boundaries very clearly at the beginning about what are we going to do to protect the friendship and not let everything that we talk about come about this become about this project yeah but lines can get lines can get quite quite blurred and it it can muddy the waters quite quite a lot and I hadn't necessarily anticipated that but I would be aware of it and I would try and plan for that as best as possible if I did 
another project with a with a friend in the in the future so that's been quite quite interesting but oh I've got so much to thank it for I am gonna miss it I'm really gonna miss it I've, I've really really enjoyed it it's been it's been lovely to see ourselves in the iTunes charts mm. you know mm-hmm. not that that's you know make, validates it like I've enjoyed doing it as well and connecting with people but I'm not gonna lie that's been that's been nice to know that we could achieve something like that because we're not you know hundreds of thousands of followers on Instagram or millions of views every month on our blog and what did we get to like number 50 I think was the mm the highest that we got I feel so proud of that so it's given me it's given me that as well it's shown me what I'm capable of because a year ago I never would have thought I was capable of recording a podcast at all Mm. let alone one like you know one like this with loads of with loads of listeners I'd done a couple of interviews but every single one had terrified (laughs) the life out of me and I hadn't enjoyed any of them but yeah recording this with you and talking about topics that I've been passionate about has it's just been exposure therapy I'm, I'm a, a lot less afraid to speak up now and I feel like I've got more confidence in my voice which I think I needed I mm. really needed that so I am I am grateful to the little chapters and always will be good so what are you excited about now I am excited about giving myself permission to relax into my work and focus on what it is that I really want to be doing and stop skirting around it with every distraction that I can find. I'm excited about that. So my days are finally going to look like riding in the mornings and writing in the afternoons. And I figure that if I write every day and take photos not every day but frequently then again those two habits going back to Gretchen (laughs) Rubin they'll be enough to achieve what it is that I want to achieve I feel like I've moved through a period of experimentation and I've worked out what I like and what I don't and now I'm excited to really dive in deeper to what's lighting a fire in my belly what about you I'm excited to continue to accept and embrace the truth of what it is I really want and to seize that and to actively move towards it and stop thinking about every tiny minute detail and actually just like move some stuff you know (laughs) like just to move towards the things I'm pulled to without holding myself back or second guessing it oh that's so deep I love that Mm. I love that that feels really really powerful that feels like a good place to end yeah it does well should we should we end with the final track that oh I didn't know there was a final track well there's a power in three (laughs) there's a power in three let's go with the final track I do just want to thank everyone for listening, though, before we leave. Oh, my gosh, before we leave. Are we going to... Is this is the track going to play us out? Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. Yeah, otherwise... Yes, let's say thank you. Otherwise, Um, See ya. Um, Yeah. Oh, shit. (laughs) I just got so excited. We finally got Kate to swear on the podcast. (laughs) I knocked a piece of my equipment off with my overzealous hand movements yeah thank you everybody for for joining us 
on our creative project and for being such a huge part of it. We will clarify what will happen with all the recordings today and we'll put in the show notes where you can find them in the future. Yeah, we'd like them to live on somewhere. Live on somewhere. <laughs> Preferably somewhere we don't have to pay. Yeah, that would be ideal. So we'll find that out. But yeah, thank thank you so much for, for being here and joining us. and Sharing us. Sharing us. And reviewing us. Giving us your time, your precious time. And we hope it's it's given you things to think about. Thank you, everyone. So hit it, DJ. <laughs> I feel like a DJ in love, actually. Okay, so I'm going to leave us with what is probably one of my favourite songs of all time. Takes me back to my uh, skater girl days. That's for another time. But yeah, I'll leave you with this one, everybody. Another turning point, a fork stuck in the road. Time grabs you by the rest, directs you where to go. So make the best of this test and don't ask why It's not a question but a lesson learned in time It's something unpredictable but in the end is right I hope you had the time of your life <laughs>